The following is a presentation of Muddy River News. Quincy Warehouse Bargains is your Quincy home improvement store. It's the only store of its kind in the Quincy area. We offer flooring, mattresses, area rugs, dining sets, couches, appliances, and much more. Quincy Warehouse Bargains, 4100 North 24th Street, Quincy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Daily Muddy. I'm Ashley Conrad. And I'm Brittany Bull. And today we are graced with the presence of Mr. Kyle Moore. Good to be with you. Yes, thank yes. you for coming. So Kyle, you are the president slash CEO, I don't know what the exact title is, right, of yes. the of GREDF, which is Great River Economic Development Foundation. You got it. Yes. Do you say One, that every time you answer the phone? I say GREDF, okay. or Economic Development. There you and go. People know what you do. Good yeah. deal. Yeah. So, and I'm sure everybody recognizes him as the former mayor of That's Quincy, right. Illinois, yes. right? Yes. So yes. we are like basically in the presence of some royalty here. I don't yes. know about that. Yeah. That's my new nickname, former. There you, you know? go, yeah, there you yes. go. Love it. Yes. Well, anyway, thank you for joining you us. Bet. Okay, so just a quick backstory here, and Brittany can chime in when when she wants uh we went to lunch the other day and one like one of the best things about having this job is i learned something new every single day yeah not even things that i really necessarily want to know or care about a lot of it is but sometimes it's like oh man i didn't even know that existed so we were having lunch the other day and the housing study came up yeah. okay were you privy to any, did you knew why you were coming on, right? Yes, we're not like same. totally surprising you. No, no, I'm you. not okay. blindsided. Okay, I'm okay, ready. good deal. Yeah. Okay, so we sat down and we were talking about this housing study. And A, I was like, what? I had no clue. Okay, shame on me. I'm sure it's been in the news and that's just me being oblivious. Uh, and then we just started having a really nice conversation and a lot of good questions came up. Not a lot of good questions for me. Mine are more like simple, so I'll be asking those as well. Um, but Brittany had a lot of I more. I just had a ton of questions. Yeah, sure. she just you know, had. You know, you oh, know, yeah, I know you've she, got a lot of them. I have a yeah. lot of yes. questions. I've learned um, that I guess to get involved in the community on my aspect, yeah. I need to just ask those questions. Sure, sure. And yeah. I'm very happy that you're here to answer them. Well, yes. I'm, I'm ready for them. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, good deal. So yeah. let's start easy, right? Yeah, you well, want... like, explain to everyone what this housing study is. Sure. Because well, I don't think everyone is, you know, yeah, they know sure. what went on. A lot of them are some, some people were taking their kids to soccer practice yeah. while these you things know, were happening. People have their their, their day-to-day lives yeah. to, to do. And and so, you know, Gretef was formed in 1978 uh, as an organization to really look at the long-term economic vitality of the city of Quincy and Adams County. And so for, you know, the watchers today, we are 35% funded by the city and the county, but the rest are all corporate members. So your major employers in town, your small employers in town, and our board really looks at the long-term outlook of you know, what are our barriers to growth? What are we doing that's right? What are we doing that's wrong? And then how can we aid the city and county in their long-term economic goals? And so for the longest time, we were um, really concentrated on business attraction. And uh, that's something that we specialize in. We um, will never be closed for business in Quincy and Adams yeah, County. Right. But as you know, uh, you know, two to three years ago, we started talking about a worker shortage before COVID even hit. And I think, you know, certainly the large employers like Blessing and Napide, Dot Foods knew of a worker shortage. But we all in our day-to-day -day lives probably didn't start feeling it until restaurants that we know and love are closed on the middle of the week. Yeah. Or you're yeah. ordering an appliance and it takes, you know, 12 weeks to, you sure. know months to get um, and so we changed our focus uh, to primarily be working on talent attraction and we have helped the city with their uh, Quincy's Calling campaign. We are the uh, people that, as uh, people who are interested in Quincy, they continue to show interest. They 
they will get a call from us. You know, how can we help you move? Do you need a resume shopped out? Um, we also uh, last year launched a Puerto Rican uh, talent attraction program to start a pipeline there. Well, as these things started coming together, one of the things that uh, we heard over and over again was the inability for people to find suitable housing. And when I say suitable housing, it, it is uh, entry-level housing, it is apartments for people with pets, it yeah. is the CEO-type housing, all of the above. And so today, before I came here, I just looked on Indeed. And on Indeed, you could do a, a search for uh, jobs in Quincy that pay over $25 an hour. Uh, we have 625 open jobs today. And if you go on realestate.com, uh, we have about 100 houses on the market. Right. So right there, you know that we have a deficit. And so about a year and a half ago, we started talking to the city and county to say, you know, as you're looking at investing in economic development, as you're looking to invest in community, we really need to be forward thinking because if we're going to fill these jobs, we have to have places to put them. So so the housing study is basically, so, well, the origination of the idea for the housing study is not so much based on what people are missing today in Quincy. Mm -hmm. It's mostly what we need to do in the future to attract. Correct, and I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through the housing study real quick. So the, the state of Illinois through uh, DCEO has a program uh, called RISE, and it's an acronym for investing in our economies. But what they wanted to do was after COVID, they wanted to have communities update their long-term strategic plan. And it's a two-phased grant system where first you have to update your plan and then second there's a larger pot of money that if you completed one of these plans then you can tap into and so when we started talking to the city and county and saying hey there's a grant opportunity out there you know are you going to step into that realm would you like Gretif to do that because your staff is busy um, we feel that it, it matches what uh, our board wants to do for some long-term objectives. And so um, if, if you recall, we did a Quincy Next strategic plan in 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very different now, the housing market and the job market. And so we proposed to the city and county, let's update that portion of the strategic plan, but let's do it in a few ways. First, let's have some real dialogue with stakeholders in the community, whether it be home builders, landlords. Uh, we have 129 people that have moved to Quincy uh, since August 4th of last year. That was going to be one yeah, of my questions. You know, let's, yeah. let's talk to them about some of their barriers are. Let's look at the incentives uh, that the city of Quincy and Adams County have offered the last 10 years that have worked. So for an example, we're right here in downtown. Downtown Rental Rehab Program has been a very successful program, but it's had limited con uh, budgetary constraints. We launched a program when I was mayor um, for uh, to renovate houses west of 12th Street, and we didn't get any takers on it. And so let's do a deep dive into what's worked here. Let's look at what's worked in other communities, and then let's get city and county leadership to talk about what programs then do we want included in this plan that then they could tap into for additional state funding. Does that okay. make sense? Kind of. So can I ask one sure, like, Okay, just because I'm trying to like yeah. wrap my head around yes. it. Okay, so so the funding is coming from taxpayers plus a grant, which taxpayers, it's all, right? It's all tax taxpayers. Dollars, yeah. yeah, it's all yeah. tax dollars. But the grant is there. Yeah, so we, it's already, yeah, we were okay. awarded, a, originally we were awarded a, a $54,000 grant from the state. And uh, then as we began talking to uh, the city officials, the city officials were uh, in need of a housing study as well, but it was a little bit different. It was one that looked at what was our current housing stock, 
um, what were some of the developments that we might need? So for example, do we need to go after a developer that would develop townhomes? Do we need a developer that would look at apartment complexes, things like that, which we really don't have the expertise to do. We're not, you know, primarily in the real estate business, but they had somebody then that would also project the housing needs from today until 2032. And so when uh, the city administration started talking to uh, the city council, the city council, you know, really said, hey, Greta is doing some of this, you know, is there a way to partner up with it? Uh, we set, we, we meet regularly um, with the city and county together. And that's when we had the idea of, you know, can the mayor uh, combine his housing study with ours if they're willing to pitch in a portion uh, of the cost? Because the original housing study that the city wanted to do was 25000 and so we're picking up a portion of it through our grants. They're picking up a portion of it through their funds. And so together we'll have this all-encompassing plan that will be done in a, a matter of three to four months that will not only look at what are the housing needs uh, projected over the next 10 years, uh, but, you know, my passion is really finding, um, you know, programs that work and that are effective. And so how can we make recommendations based on our knowledge base, based on this uh, consultants, and then based on what's working in other communities that then the city and county can say, yes, that makes a lot of sense. And then they can determine if they want to apply for additional grant funding, if they want to use some ARPA dollars that they have, then the ball's on their court. And where Gretif comes in after that is we're an advocate. You right. know, we're not here to recommend a solution. We're recommend we're here to say there needs to be multiple solutions, and that the business community can play a part in that by telling their story, by telling the 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 hundreds of stories of people who've moved here, or maybe they've lost out on some uh, key employees that they've recruited that just haven't been able to find a home, and so they move away. Yeah. So that is an issue that people are coming to you and saying, you know, we need housing for our employees. People are actually leaving because there, there isn't housing, like yeah, employer, we, we've, employers we've, have contacted. We, we, you know, if you think about when you, when you move into a community, um, oftentimes the journey is somebody will come here for two to three months, maybe their family will trail behind them, they'll come into an apartment, and then they wanna find a permanent home. And if they're unable to do that, they don't feel settled. And when you don't feel settled in a community, you don't feel welcomed. And the next thing you know, you're losing employees after one or two years. That's a retention issue. Um, I'll just give you a quick story. We had a uh, family we uh, were working with that were working for Titan International. Uh, they were supposed to come here in May, weren't able to find housing until August. And um, luckily, you know, they didn't have other job offers and they still came here, but there can be a lag where people are waiting to, for housing. And then if something comes up in their community, well, maybe they, then they don't want to make the move. So when you're looking at um, the data to, you know, the study, hopefully, I guess, where are they getting the data? Yeah, the so data? There's, there's available data, for example, with the uh, Census Bureau, there's uh, the uh, American Community Survey, there's also property tax data that, that they can utilize. They, um, they can do a number of different things. Isn't GIS this something data. we could have done ourselves? Um, we, we, have some of the, we have some of the existing data that, that um, you know, how many rental units and that that we have. We do I, have that information? I, yeah, I think the city has that. One of the things that we, we really need to do on our end of the study is talk about, you know, it was in the news, it was in the news uh, just uh, this weekend, you know, Hannibal's uh, gonna be receiving yeah. a large residential development and, and having those yeah, conversations, yeah, having the conversations with our builders, you know, what are the barriers and is it, um, you know, is it zoning? Is it, uh, are there programs that are being offered that you're not getting here? Uh, you know, the cost of goods sold uh, has, has increased, yeah. the cost of labor's increased. I saw that Hannibal did that yeah. um, and they, did, I wasn't sure, like, did they do the study themselves? It seemed to me like the way that we read it was the 
two people came together, put together this presentation, yeah. presented it to the Hannibal's version of Greta, if yeah. I'm not sure their yeah. their acronym for yeah. it, but they presented it to them, and that's how that that this came to be for them. Yeah, that, that's I think how it came to be for them, and I think the important thing that I want to uh, make sure people understand is that our our onus to do this was that the state very much came to Quincy and said there's going to be some grant money that's available to do larger scale projects. However, it's a two phased project. It's a two phased system. And so many times, West Central Illinois does not get our fair share of tax dollars because we just simply don't apply yeah. for these grants. And so this was a pot of money that was going to be used across statewide. And so why not Quincy to tap into these dollars? And so that way, then if there's a program like a rental rehab program or an incentive-based housing program, we at, then have a seat at the table. Without our portion of the study, we don't have a seat at the table. So we couldn't have done that study on our own. We needed to source it out. We for the for the city's portion i would say no, for, for the, the counties the one that we accepted was the county right no, the county so, and Gretif's. no 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 so uh, there's, there's there's two different there's two different deals here okay first you have our portion of a of a study that we got with the state uh, that again was looking at studying our um, programs that have and have not worked here in adams county over the last 10 years having conversations with stakeholders um, you know about what do you need to start development uh, the city and the county wanted a, a, a more of an outside viewpoint of not only what stock do we have, but what are the projections of stock that we will need based on employment growth. But also the other thing is to come up with um, pro formas that then we can then take to uh, developers and to say, this is what a 50 unit complex would look like built in Quincy. Um, this is what um, how it will be profitable for you. And it kind of helps us tell that story. That's the study that was approved. Yes. The it, one that's. It's all together. Detailed. So essentially Gretif now, instead of the, the, you know, originally I believe the city was going to, uh, uh, hire the consultant when when the city council said hey let's take a step back and see if we can roll that into what Gretif is doing uh, is my understanding of the conversation okay. um, it you know it made a lot of sense and of course we're here to be partners with the city and county and so our conversations with the city and county were hey we're happy to take that consultant and they do have an expertise that we do not they also have additional staff that we do not yeah um, and so we're happy to do that certainly there's a portion of that that funding that um, you know, it's a, it's a $25,000 study. Uh, we would like you to have some skin in the game and they're willing to do that, which I think is, it, again, speaks to the partnership. Do you know how the study's happening? Like, what are they gonna do to pull? Um... Yeah, so uh, they, they've got, um, one of the things they're gonna do, they're gonna be do coming into the community and uh, not only doing uh, conversations along with us, with, with stakeholders, but also driving around, looking at the stock, talking to managers of other apartment buildings to talk about what their lead time is. You know, for an example, one, one property developer that I know that has rentals will talk about for every opening that they have, they usually average about seven to eight calls. And so having that, crunching the numbers, looking at the dollar amount versus what our uh, average rental or home ownership is versus other communities, things like that. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very data-driven approach where I would say, Greta, what we were doing is more conversation-based approach. Okay. And looking at, okay, now that we've had these conversations and what the ability of Greta can do is, you know, we are a, a private entity. So we can have off-the-record conversations and say, mm -hmm. listen, uh, you know, they're, they're, let's put a whiteboard together. There's no right or wrong answer. What do you need to succeed? Yeah. And then take that and then sit down with city and county leadership and say, okay, now that we know this is what we've heard, this is the feedback, this is our, um, this is our take on what has and hasn't worked, 
um, and this is the feedback on why it has and hasn't worked. Let's then work together to develop some programs that then you feel comfortable enough taking to uh, the city council, maybe for additional, um, you know, additional funds. For example, the city council just greenlit a million dollar uh, rehab program uh, west of 18th, I believe, that's been highly successful. There's another round of that. Uh, so the city and county uh, leadership are both uh, know there's a housing issue, but let's take this all together and say, um, how can we make this better? And the nice thing for us in West Central Illinois is there's a larger portion of money through the state's COVID relief funds that then we can help tap in to implement it. Okay. Um, you did say, um, like you've been talking about stakeholders mm -hmm. and um, apartment landlords mm -hmm. and things like that. So is this study for um, that type of situations or the situation that you were talking about before with your Titan it's, employee it's, that was wanting a, sure. a, a home, it's all encompassing. a house. It's all encompassing. So housing, um, you know, can be anywhere from somebody coming into the market and needing a one bedroom apartment. Um, and somebody might want a one bedroom apartment that gives them a more urban setting. So they might want, you know, what's your housing stock in downtown? Somebody might want one that's closer to a school. Um, and this study is yes. going to assess what for, for people example, want? Yes. And for an example, um, pet friendly is a, yes, is a huge, huge issue. Yeah. We were just right. talking yeah. about yeah. that. It's a huge issue. And so a lot of times we have at Greta for people are, uh, calling us as part of the program and say, hey, do you know landlords that will have uh, the ability for me to have my pet? Because the pet, yeah. uh, you know, dogs and cats are increasingly more and more part of our families, yeah. right? And so when you then, you know, any any type of uh, of look on the apartment listings on Facebook, you'll yeah. most of them are no pets. Right. And so again, it's just, you know, getting, getting a numbers and, uh, you know, Guys, I can back of the napkin tell you we have a housing shortage, right? I can just what I just did, 625 open jobs, 100 listings. Yeah. But when you're asking city council and county boards to make a decision that, of how they're going to invest, they're going to want a more data-driven approach. And they're also going to want to know that, hey, somebody has verified this. It's not just uh, we're not doing it on a whim. Right. You know. Yeah, that was kind of my question. Like, where did it? So we can say that there's a housing shortage, okay, which the study will determine, right, for sure. Mm -hmm. But the purpose for the study is to grab the dollars that are on the table. Is to is to grab is, is I wouldn't say grab dollars. It would be to it would be to come up with programs where we can tap into state dollars. Okay. And uh, the city and county both have uh, COVID relief funds. They've been mm -hmm. investing in it in various areas. But one of the one of the uh, eligible uses of COVID relief funds is for housing. Okay. Um, and so it, it's for them to take a look at. All together, our, our county and city received, I believe, about $16 million. That is a transformational opportunity that we will not get in, in generations. Yeah. And so yeah. it's important to catch up on, on infrastructure, for IT infrastructure, things like that. Mm -hmm. But there can also be said there should be a pot of money that can use it. How can we continue to grow our community and make right. sure that we're meeting the needs, not only of the city and county, but our employers sure. who, you know, all of a sudden, if they're looking at, hey, I've got, I've got 80 welders that I can't that I can't fill today, mm -hmm. but I can fill those positions in Texas. All of a sudden, our local companies are going to start making their investment decisions in other places than Quincy, Illinois. Right. And when that happens, you see that long-term decline in a community. So what happens, so just because I'm sure this is a question on everybody's, well, it's, at least it's on mine. So. Yes. Um, so what happens when we bring people here and property taxes are... Phew, and then how do we account for, okay, so it's not just housing. It's once they get here, they're like, holy shit, I didn't know this was. Well, let's talk about how, let's talk about property taxes. Yeah. So do you, you know the way to reduce property taxes? 
is to have more homes and have more buildings on vacant lands. Okay. And so then that spreads the property tax burden to a wider base. Okay. And Everybody so gets a piece of the pie. That's right. Yeah. So when you have a development on a vacant land where they were getting, say, maybe a thousand dollars in taxes, now they're going to be getting forty thousand. I'm just throwing numbers yeah, out there. Sure. Well, then for everybody else that didn't make improvements on their property, well, then that essentially lowered their burden. Right. And so when we're talking about property taxes and things like that, um, the way that we can reduce property taxes and our burden yeah. is through growth. Well, I'm glad I asked. So then one more question from me. I know she's probably got a couple more, but um, what, if any, uh, consideration does this take into like abandoned properties or mm -hmm. um, you it, know, properties that need Sure, it will have a upkeep. census of, of vacant, and I know the city ha has a number on that that they, they used for their basis on the rental rehab program. So it is a conversation that they're having. And that is, again, something that then they can take a look at to say, well, Maybe we don't want to build new homes, but we want to make sure these vacant properties are are invested in because then that will reduce blight in our neighborhoods, yeah, right. which which works to reduce crime and all those other mm -hmm. things right. that we all know about. So, you know, those are then the, the data that our city and county leadership can take a look at. And again, Greta's, Greta's um, mindset is we just need more units on the market. Yeah. We right. need we need we need places. Yeah. So whatever you guys determine is the best. We're here to advocate for you. Yeah. That's called a word. I just did like I was reading it. So it starts with a C, and I can't remember it now. But you know, I'll have to get back to you on okay. that. But it was really I was like, what? That's a weird terminology. But anyway, okay, go for it. Okay, so once this study is complete, mm -hmm. how do you envision yourself and Gretif mm -hmm. to? Um, carry out the plan. Yeah. So I think once the study is complete, we're going to, you know, again, it'll be formed with city and county leadership, but then talking about what's come out of this, you know, how can we look at all the layers of our housing problem um, and chunk it out? Who can take the ownership of, of, of different things? So for an example, you know, um, do we want the city to work on more of a rental rehab portion and the county can work on more building incentives or one of the things that the county uh, has talked about is uh, you know secure housing because we have a lot of transient people right now that can't find secure housing um, I'm working right now um, as co-chair of the United Way's housing team where we bring together different agencies and so are there different agencies again that can take ownership of that so you know it's really up to a collaborative approach on what um, each each board wants to do and the board might have different objectives but at the end of the day if we can t make a concerted effort to say um, in years um, one through three after the study we have more houses available and we've had more uh, investment in housing well then i think you it will be a success sure um so are i guess like is the city going to be playing a role or is gretif going to be playing a role is real estate agents getting the people into these units that this is? Well, I think that's, I think we all do. And so for an example, um, you know, we work with a lot of real estate agents when, when and even property uh, developers as somebody's looking, um, you know, as they're they're calling Gretif and saying, hey, I'm, I'm moving a town in two weeks. Um, you know, this is what I'm looking for. We will send out a request on their behalf. To the uh, real estate, yes. the local yeah, real estate yeah, agents? Yeah, we, we will do that. Or a lot, a lot of times when we get right now, it's rental uh, because we, the people are, again, trying to just move here to get here. And then and then and you then, direct them to mm -hmm. different rentals. Hey, these are, these are, the, these are the properties that, that we see online. Uh, for example, I had one uh, gentleman uh, just the other day. I was speaking at Rotary Club. He's got two apartments coming along online downtown you know Greta offered to go take pictures for him and then we know if somebody calls hey there's you know something coming on right. on board um okay so I guess 
what are they going to do with the contractors with the Hannibal thing? Um, do is Gretif and the city going to determine who the contractors are, or is this going to be bid out? Who gets this money for oh, no. the incentives? Yes, no. I think any incentive program uh, would be through city and county, and they they have. Uh, and there will be like bids to bid out for that? Yeah, they, or is there it would, like, be... for example, when there's a downtown rental rehab program, they'll say that, hey, they're taking applications from, you know, for the next 60 days. And then what the city does then is they take those applications. They then have a committee that reviews the applications. They weight them on based on scores that are important to accomplish whatever goal of that program. But on the downtown rental rehab program, then the committee then takes that to finance. The finance agrees with it, then the council does. So when we're talking about incentives, uh, anytime you deal with the city and county, it would have to be proposed out. Gretif is not gonna necessarily be offering incentives, but one thing we can do is then when we get these pro formas that say, hey, you know, um, we have uh, these pieces of property that uh, we believe are profitable to build on, we will of course take it to the locals, but we have conversations with uh, national developers uh, on a regular basis and uh, developers are looking into the housing market. And so, you know, is there a way for us to then market that opportunity to say, if a local person necessarily doesn't want to do it, you know, do you want to come in and do it? Um, and so having those conversations as well. Those conversations I think need to be like really loud and <laughs> yeah. out there instead of, you know, I mean, that's just my sure. opinion on it where, yeah, I, I think, all our local contractors should be made aware of this before we source out mm -hmm. to bigger and better. Uh, my next question. So I guess this is all being played in on the part of the Quincy's calling plan, right? Or the 45 by 30, like this. It's, housing. All, it's all together. It's all economic development and, and whether and, it be and the, bringing people to Quincy. Correct. Yes. Now, what about the Quincyans that are already here that need housing? Well, I would say that if we increase housing stock for the community, it, it, it increases everybody's mobility options. And so, um, you know, for example, right now, there are people with the uh, increase in, in uh, mortgage rates and with the inability to buy homes. I have a I have a, a, a friend and her her and her significant other have often lost out on houses because there have been eight people bidding on one house yeah. and they're looking to, you know, they're looking to start a family. And they're, they've been kind of, uh, you know, in a holding pattern for months. So it's not just about newcomers, it's about all of us. And one of the things that I, I talk about, you know, in, in, the, in the housing committee, you know, there's a lot of concerns about um, living conditions and, and absentee landlords. And one of my things that I talk about is, you know, maybe we don't have a landlord issue, maybe we have a supply issue is that, you know, if, if people can vote with their feet, yeah. uh, then right. those landlords who aren't keeping up their property are gonna have to make adjustments or they're gonna have vacant units. Right. And so to answer your question, this isn't about new people. It's about everyone and the ability to find, uh, you know, the house, the housing that you, that meets your family's needs, whether it be you're looking to start a family from outside the area, you're here and you're, 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 you're wanting a better house for yourself. You've been into the same home for 10 years. Is there gonna yeah. be a way to ensure that maybe Quincyans get those. What's well, the free market? So if 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 an, if an apartment complex is built, anybody will have first the ability to rent it. First come, yeah. first serve. But so it's not Gretif, a city run will program. Will go and say, "Hey, we have this apartment built. Let's you know, we'll, yeah. we'll I mean, bring I you think, here." I think you know, if if when economic development agencies get into the housing market, I don't believe that we're going to be develop. Gretif is not going to be developing. A but housing. the city and county will. The city and county will offer programs that then developers then can tap into. And so then when a new housing unit comes on, then they will market those to say, hey, we've got, you know, these three bedroom, you know, three bedroom apartments that are coming online. So it'll be open to everybody. But like you yeah. said, it is a free market. So what do you say, I guess, to the people that 
don't believe that government should be getting involved in the free market or the market in general? Well, uh, one, the government isn't getting involved in the free market because of the on, on this because what we're doing is we're looking at um, what are some what are some barriers that people have had. For example, right now, one of the things that the city has not done is, is updated uh, zoning. And so, for an example, there could be more of a need for multifamily that perhaps we don't have enough zoning for. Do we need to go and look at that? Do we need to look at setback requirements? Um, when was the we, last zoning done? Uh, the last zoning changes, well, we, they did a neighborhood comprehensive study, I believe, when I was on the city council in 2010, but our zoning codes have not been, uh, and Chuck can uh, correct me on this, I think it's 1950s. Um, but if you look at, if you actually, if you want to look at more bang for your tax dollars, having more units on a lot will increase that value well, more. Of course. And yes. So, you know, there's different things that we can look at. And at the end of the day too, if you're a, if you're a landowner right now and you're sitting on uh, 20 acres and um, then we can use the study to help get a developer that's interested and coming in and building on your property, that's good for you because now you can sell your property. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a number of different stakeholders involved that, that, we work with and that this housing study and ultimately action in the housing front will enhance everybody's um, you know position excellent see i i always learn, learn something, something <laughs> so i'm saying i'm like whiplash just back and yeah. forth i love it last yeah, I love question it. Yeah. and i'll wrap it up yeah. and i i know i've taken a lot of your time no Sorry. it's great okay um so you said that you you've had these discussions you probably have an idea of what this study is going to come back as right um, well, I don't know what or like the, the need or the calling you, you've sat down at tables and, and talked to people. I, th I, I believe that I, you know, what I can say is I know that we have a housing shortage. Um, but you don't know what kind. I, I don't know whether we need, um, you know, more apartment, you know, m complexes. Do we need more single family? I can by just people I'm talking to have a, have an educated guess, uh, but that would be just it. An educated guess. What is your educated guess? Well, my educated guess, I, I you know, when I've talked to city county leadership, CEOs, it's I think we need uh, about 300 units developed over the next three to five years. Are these low income units? Nope. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying units. Okay. And, and affordable. What if, what if they do come back? What if the study comes back and says, hey, we just need more low income units. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have people here to that can afford to live. Mm -hmm. Um then what do you say to that? Like, do we just then do we build the low income units? I think that's on city and county leadership to look at the overall overall um, changing nature of our economy. And do they need to do a mix of, of that kind of um, housing or are they going to say, actually, we want to target development to, into a specific area? And right. that's what and those conversations we'll have at the city and county level. Again, for a standpoint, you know, we look at about at the time when we started this, it was 750 open jobs. Uh, through the QRAP program, we learned that uh, on average, there's about two and a half individuals per household that move into the city of Quincy. By doing the math right there, you can look at about 300, 350 units, depending upon um, you know how many people are in a household. We know we have that. Yeah. Um, and so our job is to be an advocate. Our job is to, to say, hey, how can we enhance development in our community? How can we turn that empty lot into a, a usable building? How can we take developers who are interested in, in investing in our community, whether it be in-town developers or out of town, and making the process easier for them so that development happens at a faster rate? 
Welcome to the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. With six big screens, a new larger kitchen, and now more seating capacity, the Abbey is the place to be before, during, and after the big game. Come enjoy fan favorite appetizers, steaks, burgers, and a variety of daily food and drink specials. Can't join us? Carryout is available too. Now with the convenient drive-up window to better serve you. 1736 Spring in Quincy. Opens at 3 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Come join all your friends at the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. What if there was one thing that could improve your mood, productivity, and well, overall health? There is. It's called a good night's sleep. Harvey's Furniture offers industry-leading beds from Bemco, Chatham & Wells, as well as Spring Air. Harvey's Furniture, our home, your home. Are you looking for the perfect venue for your next special event? Check out Utopia Event Center. Utopia has a large banquet room and an awesome bar area, perfect for anything from birthday parties to formal corporate meetings. It also offers a photo booth, stage for a DJ or a live band, and a fully stocked bar, all for only $300. Check us out at utopiaeventcenter.com or call Barn at 217-430-6559 for more information. Utopia Event Center, 900 North 12th Street in Quincy. But like I was saying, there's there we can always learn something. Uh, there there's uh, there are great things happening in Quincy. And it it's is good to ask. It is questions. always great to ask questions uh, because we owe uh, we owe you know Quincy. We owe we owe the people. The busy people of Quincy, yeah. the answers. Yes. Well, yeah, just yes. you know, give them the, not you know, kind of the the snapshot of why this is happening, and if they want to get involved, here's where they here's where they can get involved. Which, and finally, if they yeah. do want to get involved, I guess um, you reach out to yeah, contact my office two two three yeah, yeah. forty three thirteen um, or email. We're on there, and I think that's you know I appreciate these opportunities because oftentimes people hear acronyms for the Begrative or Chamber, things like that, and, and they often ask, you know, what, what are we doing and, and mm -hmm. what's our purpose? And yeah. hopefully listeners today can know, you know, what we're doing on their behalf and, and what we're doing on the community's behalf and know that um, at the end of the day, every community needs somebody to look at how to move the ball downfield. Right. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. Well, the field Good of luck. dreams. There yeah. you go. Good there luck. Go. Now, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what the study presents and what we do with that information and I'm happy you came. We'll be back on this. to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't right. wait. There can't we go. Wait. Appreciate all it, right. Kyle. Thank you. Well, that's all for today. We'll see you back here tomorrow. More Daily Muddy. Muddy River News. Our home. Our news.